This episode of the MedTalk podcast is brought to you by MedTech Innovation Expo, the UK and Ireland's leading event for medical device manufacturing. Save the date for MedTech Innovation Expo 2024, taking place on the 5th and 6th of June at the NEC in Birmingham. For more information, please visit www.medtechexpo.com. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the MedTalk podcast, where we discuss the latest news and issues in life sciences. I'm Ian Bolland, your host and group content manager of Rapid MedTech. And on this episode, I'm joined by two guests as we discuss the innovation challenge run by TVAT Innovation. With 2023 seeing the innovation challenge running for the second year, Sam Stevens, the director of TVAT Innovation, explains why it was set up and the support it aims to offer SMEs. We're also joined by Srijan Jindal, who was the winner of the inaugural challenge as his company, Fenu Test Diagnostics, specialises in developing rapid point-of-care diagnostic kits for urinary tract infections. You can find out more about the innovation challenge run by TVAT in the podcast description. So, Sam, Srijan, thank you very much for joining us on the MedTalk podcast. Sam, I'm going to start with you first to talk about uh, TVAT's innovation challenge but an obvious question first up is just tell us a little bit about it okay so i've had this idea of engaging with young companies and really helping them to move forward for three or four years now and two years ago we actually got our act together we got some sponsors on board and we launched the challenge and having worked in business support for over 25 years it's obvious to me that as donald rumsfeld says There are things you know you know, and there are things you know you don't know. So those things you can sort out and you can work with. But there's an awful lot of things in business that you don't know you don't know. And they're the things that can really trip businesses up. So the innovation challenge was about taking companies on a journey to fill in those things that you don't know you don't know. So we ran the four workshops, and that was around uh, people. It was around money. It was about product and market. It was about commercialization. And so people are then thinking a lot differently about what is it I need for my business and do I need to access some external help to really help me move that forward. And then the innovation challenge at the back end is a business competition, super easy to uh, engage with and enter, simple form to fill in, upload some documents. And the idea is that there's a a £5,000 prize and a lot of the people who we've had as experts presenting on the workshops are putting in three, four, five days of their time to actually then work with the winners of the competition. So the challenge is all about helping entrepreneurial companies, typically with some level of technical uh, work or as a process or as a product that they're looking to launch or in their early years and actually really getting them motoring now. So it's an altruistic way of putting something back into the business community. I think I'm going to talk to you about the challenge of the challenge almost because you've, you've spoken about um, getting several people from or several entrepreneurial experts really together to, uh, to to provide. Well, it's not an insignificant amount of time. So how this must have taken a lot of planning in itself before you actually pressed the button and launched it. 
Yeah. So the TBAT team uh, has worked incredibly hard to pull both the, the inaugural year last year and this year together. But um, having been in business support for over 20 years as a consultant, you, you build your networks and they are so important to the success of a business. And just trying to, to, to keep a note and to remember and engage with people all the time. And it could be on recruitment, it could be on IP, it could be about finance. But just building your networks and then building up that trust with them. So when you say we're running the challenge, you know, we're not going to pay you for your time. And actually, we want you to volunteer time at the back end to help companies by building on that relationship. Most people said straight away, counters in, you know, they too want to put something back into the entrepreneurial young start company space. So in some respects, uh, Ian, it wasn't too bad because of the networks that we've got. Mm -hmm. And of course, you're not just limited to the industry that I cover in terms of medical, but Obviously, I'm going to ask you the question, given that you are pan-industry, how much interest do you get in the challenge from SMEs who are in the medical slash pharma sector? And I know we've got a guest here who is in that particular space, but if you can just give us a general overview in terms of you know, how much interest is being attracted from that particular sector. Okay, so my understanding is, so during the workshops, we got about 80 to 120 people registered and probably about 60 to 80 actually attending each workshop, Mm -hmm. which is fantastic. And I think about 20, 25% were in that certainly medical device space, or uh, when I say medical device, that could be physical devices, it could be telehealth and sort of the big data area. So I think from the the, new tech companies starting, I thought that was a very healthy representation from the health tech sector. Mm Um, and why do you think, for example, uh, why do you think there is actually such an appetite from you know, medtech and health tech innovators at the moment? Because obviously, I think everything seems to have snowballed since the pandemic, but there seems to be a lot of ideas out there. Okay, I think the, the, the interest from the medtech centre is a lot of other industries, you can develop a product and you can go out and trial it and you can go B to B or B to C and you can make a go of it and you can grow that up. I think with medtech, there is so much more um, sort of due diligence to get it accepted into the marketplace. You know, you do need to uh, have a lot of laboratory work and maybe under, underneath to actually support what you're doing. Um, the regulation and the certification of products, you know, it's a long old journey. And then on top of all of that, you've got to get the NHS, uh, NICE, the MHRA, all the rest of them actually engaged and to believe in what you're doing has got a real advantage in, in the industry. And I think it, it's, it's, a, it's a tough journey. And if you can access extra help and build your networks and, and get instant access to key people in it, you've got a real chance of success. So I think I think... The innovation challenge actually allowed people to access some of that expertise, which I think was really great. Okay, I mean, I think you nicely segue there to uh, to, to Swishan's story because, well, first of all, Swishan, from when you initially applied for the innovation challenge, can you tell us about where you were as a person and where your company was? Um, yeah, sure. So um, when I first applied for innovation challenge about 
one and a half years ago, if I'm correct. Uh, we were at a very early stage as a company. The idea was very developed. So uh, maybe actually this is a good point of me telling what a company does um, for everyone. So we are essentially building a rapid point of care diagnostic solution for urinary tract infection. Um, the the idea is to set up something at a GP surgery walk-in center and provide a really fast uh, within an hour diagnosis of you know if you have a urinary tract infection what antibiotic will cure it. So the idea was developed through uh, my PhD and we kicked off the company in May 2021. Um, so when I applied for Eurovision Challenge, uh, we were almost like a newborn baby. Um, unknown to the world of uh, indus industry and all commercialization. Since then, um, we have grown massively. I mean, just in terms of company size, we've gone up from five employees to 13 employees. Um, as uh, in terms of finance, we have raised over two and a half million um, since we applied for the innovation challenge. We've done some third party evaluation, come up really on top with over 95% accuracy, which is very good for uh, our FDA um, call later on in this year. Um, as, as a person, it has been a huge development. You know, now I understand the um, whole commercial sector slightly more, I would say, uh, managing a whole lot of people, seeing, you know, as a fresh academic, all you know is, hey, I've got a great idea and this is going to be golden in, in the market. When you step into this uh, whole sector, you realize, uh, as Sam pointed out earlier, there is uh, public health services to deal with. There is due diligence with investors. Uh, you have to think about what you're doing with FDA. You have to think about, you know, setting up quality management services and tracking everything that you do. So um, there's a whole lot of things that you learn. And I think it has, it has been a fantastic journey not to, um, you know, remove the fact that uh, the help from Innovation Challenge has been uh, quite beneficial in this whole route as well. You mentioned the uh, the, the date you were founded, uh, May 2021. Um, I'm, I'm curious actually, because you actually think about the timing of that, people were starting to get used to home testing and that point of care diagnostics with, with COVID, because I think that was a, a time where it was, you know, government funded tests were able to come through the door. Did, did you think that that timing might have helped you a little bit and just to say, well, we can not only test for COVID, we can test for UTIs as well? I, I wouldn't say so. Uh, and only because the idea was developed in 2018 mm -hmm. before all of the COVID happened. Uh, we wanted to kick, kick, this off, kick this process off before COVID um, hit us. So actually the idea to start the company was uh, initiated in... Uh, February 2020 and it took you know a whole year to um, convince everyone you can say that this is a suitable commercial um, idea and it would be very beneficial for the people and for individuals however as you said what COVID did is raise awareness for something like this so you know people were interested in listening to our story people were interested in seeing novel solutions for medical diagnostics which helped our voice to be put out there what it didn't help, however, was raise investment because uh, anyone who wanted to invest in diagnostic was running towards COVID because they could see profit. 
mm-hmm. when you talk about antimicrobial resistance and almost as uh, I could say very naively, but it would be very accurate to say that it, it, it will be the pandemic of the future, uh, supposed to kill about 10 million people each year uh, by 2050. Uh, but when you talk about AMR, people had a slight more backstep than talking about COVID. So in terms of investment, we were about one year late or one year too early. You would say like this is a great time for investment in diagnostics, and you know we are seeing that, um, as you say. Um, but yeah, being in that whole COVID space really increased the awareness and get people involved in our idea, which helped us to where we are. Right now. And how much um, how much development has got has gone into the product over the, over the last uh, year to eighteen months? Obviously, you you applied for you know the innovation challenge eighteen months ago. I'm in, I'm intrigued to see where, where the product's journey is at now. So if you, if you can shed a little bit of light on that, that'd be great. Absolutely. Um, I mean, as I would say, I was very lucky to win the innovation challenge because at that point uh, our idea was very well developed. We had a lot of internal studies. Uh, but what we essentially had was a biological assay, you know, something that can you can perform in a high-skilled laboratory with very sophisticated equipment. Not ideal for a point-of-care test. Since then, we have simplified our test uh, about tenfold. Um, we are we have done a third-party validation, as uh, I was talking about earlier. Came up with 95% accuracy that that was done with one of the largest uh, diagnostic companies in the world in the US. So, you know, them and us, we both have now a fair bit of confidence in our product. Um, we are now moving the technology to a cartridge. So, we have started building a cartridge. We've started testing on a mock cartridge to see how the biological assay will be transformed. And then the whole idea is to build a box around it, which is essentially a fluorescent microscope. Uh, which is the easiest part. So, since Innovation Challenge, I would say massive progress in terms of simplifying the technology and evaluating it to the standards of where it would be accepted as a product. I, mean, I get the feeling you probably already answered my next question in a way, in terms of you talked about the simplic- simplification of the product ever since you, you won the challenge. But what kind of effect has working with the experts that the TBAT have, you know, managed to round up to work to work with you on? What, what effect do you think they've had on, on your company and your journey? And what kind of path do you think you'd be on if you hadn't come across them? I don't think we would have made it till here if we were to come across them. Because uh, there is just so much to learn. And, you know, these experts uh, really give you information on that, um, which direction you should head to, what are the key points that you should look, because most of these experts have dealt with technology similar to ours in the past, you know, multiple times. So they know the pot uh, holes, they know uh, which gaps to fill. Um, Just in terms of catching up with, you know, the idea of, the whole um, development of the technology. I would say we wouldn't have looked into giving priority to something like a US market. So which market should you aim for? Are you aiming for a UK, US market? It is such an important question. How are you going to approach that market? It's completely different. Here you're talking to FDA, but who will use the product? They are clinicians. But who do clinicians follow? They are the lab experts. Lab experts, you're never reaching there because you're putting a point of care kit out there. But you need to take all of these factors into account. 
then you need to take into account how simple the product you should make who will be handling it what uh, you know you need to take into account what disabilities people can have to put into your product specification your market specification so all of this information can only be um, taught to you by experts if you go hunting for that you would spend another 20 years same as those experts spent so i think um, competition like this not just gives you an overview of how you should progress but why you should progress in that way sam it sounds like you've got a great advocate for your challenge here <laughs> yeah we're absolutely delighted shrijan uh won won the competition we had there was some strong competition uh it was a real big shame we couldn't have put more prizes out there but Srijan's did shine out as being the strongest one there and I think what what it can mean to uh, people who suffer with urinary tract infections and getting the right um, drug to be used at the right time again and make sure it's a short sharp experience instead of oh it's the wrong one come back oh it's the wrong one come back I think it's it's it could you know radically change people's lives for the better and, and it's an absolute pleasure and uh that's Rajan Warner and great to support him. Is that what you're looking from fu from future winners then in terms of radically changing people's lives for the better or are there other angles that they can come at this from? Um, okay, so so one of the, uh, I think it was fourth place and I, I would have liked to have seen it do slightly better was uh, for young, young lads between 12 and 14 fall out of love with reading. Mm -hmm. And so this company came with the idea of doing everything delivered through the mobile phone. And so they developed these story arcs of adventures that were of, for that appropriate age group and then doing it as a, a like a comic strip on your phone, but with the sounds and vibrations. So it was a totally engaging experience just to get that next that generation back into reading and the love of actually spending time reading stuff and having an adventure instead of just playing a game. Um, so. Again, that could have had a real opportunity to change people's lives and, and enrich people. And it's, it's just, just great ideas that, have, that, if not a step change, but just to move things along and, and make people's lives better. I think it's, it's a great thing to run the challenge. Mm -hmm. And applications are open until the 31st of August, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong there. So yeah. you, people who listen to this, they'll, they'll still have time to actually get their applications in. But from what you can... But what you've seen so far, it, you got every reason to be excited that this is going to be just as good as last year, or perhaps even better. Yeah, I mean, still with um, three months to go, the, the number of people who have applied is, we're at about 50% of last year, but we've still got another 10 weeks of the competition. It's super easy. Go to the tbat.co.uk website. There's a, a very simple page to register, upload some documents, and uh, just great to have all these companies uh, applying. It'd be wonderful if people want to do that from the medtech sector. So, so sector, it'd be brilliant. Excellent, Svejan. You're someone who's won this. If as a as a winner, given advice, what kind of advice would you give to potential applicants? So, my advice would not just come as a winner, but also someone who has lost something similar in the past. Uh, essentially, being don't join this challenge to win. This will give you a big, a massive outlook in what's out there, what people are doing, what the innovation looks like. Um, and also it will raise your um, 
raise your expertise because you you have such a nice uh, pool of experts at your disposal so i would say join the challenge to learn from it irrespective of if you win or you lose i think what you have to take from away from the challenge is how you can improve your technology because no one will care um, if you will if you have won a competition or not everything comes down to is your company successful is your company helping a particular problem out there and there is no better um, place than the innovation challenge right now to understand what you need to change what you need to adopt how you need to take your company forward um, and just learn from you know whatever small points that um, the innovation challenge provides you and add it to your notes follow that um, take it forward in the end we are all looking for um, you know the perfection and looking for the success of our company and um, as i said winning is not important but participating if you don't participate you don't get um, what you will be missing with the innovation challenge yeah, pretty well said. But at the risk of contradicting what what you said before about you know simplifying your your product offering, are there any more big ideas out there that we can look forward to hearing from you? Definitely, keep, not just one. Keep, keeping your cards close to your chest. I like your style. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there, there there are definitely plenty of uh, ideas wandering in my brain. The ideas to deliver one technology and then move forward to the next. It is the most simple way of doing it, and that is the only way someone can be successful. Something I've learned through ha uh, hardship, but I've definitely come to peace with it. But there are ideas in the future, and they will come out. Well, gents, thank you very much for appearing on the podcast today. I, I always ask this question to my guests, and that's if you've got any final thoughts to offer our listeners at all, feel free to say them. I'll start with you, Sam, if you've got any. Okay. Um, try and access open your eyes to the support that is out there the the workshop that we've held that we've held so far we've held through we've got one more uh, next week being the oh no it's this thursday so the 14th 15th of uh, june there all the recordings are on our website so even if you've missed them that help is there you can then link in through to the people who've been doing the talking it's a great opportunity to open your eyes to the support that you might need to grow your business and best of luck everybody um, I would say keep on believing in your idea, whatever you have, because you are the only person who's believing in the idea. We all want to change the world with something amazing that we are doing. But remember that the day you start the company and you employ a couple of people, you are already resulting in lives of those employees and those families. So you're already making a massive difference. Believe in your idea, move forward. Get all the help that you have. And Innovation Challenge is a great platform for that. So please tune in. Well, thank you once again for joining us. And I know Sam alluded to uh, recordings there. We'll probably put a link in with this podcast bio where people can access them. But also, we invite them to join the Innovation Challenge if you fit the criteria. Gents, thank you very much once again for your time. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot, Ian.